Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Who likes day drinking? Because we are doing another live show. It's on a Saturday. It's on the 13th of March. It's at the Clapham Gland, better known as the Clapham Gland. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it is. We've got Helen Bauer. We do. And actually, Hannah, I think it's better known as the Crapham Gland now, thanks to you. So we would love it if you wanted to come along. We had some epic chat last time because our producers sent it to us and all I can say is, wow. So please join us again. It's going to be a great live stream show. At 5.30 p.m. See you there. Day drinking. See you there. Ta-la-la. See you there. <laughs> Too many songs. <laughs> is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. It was a pair of Crocs. No. <laughs> <laughs> I should know this by now. <laughs> I would kill for 20,000 pounds. We're so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. Today we are joined by the fabulous writer, actor, legend, Brandesee Titley. Yay! Hello. Thank you so much for having me, you utter ledge bags 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. How are you doing? How's your um, how's your lockdown? How's your corona? How's your pandemic? Oh, thank you so much for asking. I thought it was going to be all business, you know? I thought you'd be all about the solving crime and getting drunk. And here you are asking me about my well-being. You know, it's not true what they say about you. You are nice people. Um, <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. I'm having a lovely apocalypse. It's, um, it's my favourite end of the world that I've lived through. In a lot of ways, it's also my least favourite end of the world that I've lived through. Um, but it's going well. Although something kind of ominous did just happen about half an hour before I came on this call, which is that I have a baby. Uh, thank you. Well done, me. Pushed her out of my vag. You're welcome. Um, and, and she has no teeth. And she's quite old to have no teeth because she's one year old now. And some babies are born with teeth, but I they're freaks. But other babies get them, you know, at four months. She has no teeth, but she started to grind her teeth. So I was, I, was, oh. I was breastfeeding her. She just popped the nipple out of her mouth, started grinding her teeth with the most terrifying noise you have ever heard in your entire oh life. And then oh. just popped herself back on the nipple. And I just sat there shaking with fear. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like uh, is the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to me. Nothing we can talk about on this podcast will be scarier than a small baby grinding her teeth at my nipple. <laughs> Yeah. <gasps> what did what I mean? Can you give us an idea of what that sounded like? Well, we're it, an we're an audio podcast. I mean, it was <laughs> apart from for patron fans. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're an audio podcast. Uh, I'm not like a smell podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope it's not a smell podcast. What does that smell like. Uh, I mean, it was literally teeth grinding. So because her teeth are, you know, they just haven't cut the gum, but they're under yeah. there. You know, they're bo- they're under there somewhere. So that's what it sounded like. I mean, uh, I can't do it. <laughs> Maybe she's trying to, is she trying to work them out of there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, pretend. That's really funny. But I don't think you should be on her side. I think you should be on my side. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that you've aligned with the baby and you think it's... I will say this. My, my daughter, did she have teeth before? I just know that she cut her teeth really late and oh, it good. freaked me out. And now she's losing them really late. Oh, wow which like she doesn't even believe in the tooth fairy she's gonna lose her first truth and be like god damn this system you know just all cynical but it's she's a genius she's so, gonna like leave a tooth under the pillow for the tories uh- <laughs> <laughs> i got a little money bag of 2p pieces for my 50p from the <laughs> Just because my mum didn't obviously didn't have a 50p handy, yeah. oh. so she was like, I'm gonna look in that old uh, that whiskey bottle See, the thing and is, uh, Hannah, get the two peas out. If you had invested that properly in Apple, for example, you'd be a billionaire now. God, I feel like a brick. Yeah, you fucked it, didn't you? <laughs> there are moments in life that you wish you could have footage of yourself, and one moment, because I believed, in contrast to my daughter, believed heavily in the tooth fairy, like more than wow. all of the other mythical creatures. I used to write like heart-wrenching letters like oh. I don't fit in you know I was just like diary to the tooth fairy yeah so the morning that I woke up and you know there's that feeling that lovely thing of sticking your hand under and feeling the cold coin and there was nothing there and my brain just couldn't compute it that she had abandoned me oh that she had God. forgotten to come no. so I just wish I had footage of my frantic five-year-old self just like like ripping the pillow apart like it's gotta be here she can't leave me i talked to her this literally explains everything Everything. about taylor was it was it that she had left you a note 
rather than <laughs> rather than a coin? Like, was there a fifty under there? What? <laughs> I th- I think this is what slowly, embarrassingly late led to my like two years later. Like, wait, wait a minute. Mom just forgot. I've been writing a mom. This is your innocence burst forever. Well, anyway, we can't go back into it. gotten to crimes yet. We can't show you that moment. But maybe if Netflix optioned the story of you searching for that tooth, you could, you know, you could watch that kid from Stranger Things do it. That'd be pretty good. And the upside down could be where I fancy I look a bit like her if things went wrong in her life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, talking of things going wrong in your life. Brona, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I'm sorry, Hannah, but that segue was a thing of beauty. I mean, <laughs> I am so I proud mean, of you. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, great question. Wait, is this the, this is the question that you ask all guests, right? It's the big question. Uh, this is we're back think, on the rails, guys. <laughs> I think I I think I've misunderstood it because I thought you asked, did you commit any crimes? And I hadn't, so I went out this morning and I killed a man in preparation for this podcast. Oh, good for you. As long as he deserved it, that's fine. <laughs> and we don't need to know anymore. He definitely did. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yes. Uh, How we... nice you got to spend some time with another I person. Of your... We're in a murder <laughs> bubble. It's fine. <laughs> in answer to your actual question, have I been the victim of a crime? It will shock you to learn that I have. Um, <sighs> thank I'm you so shocked. much for your time. Katie is absolutely blown away (laughs) (laughs) did not see that coming let me take you back to Dublin's fair city where I'm from in Ireland um which is still in the EU just as a by the by and uh, I I cannot be sure about the year but I feel like it was late late 2000s it was over over 10 years ago I was home from London where I live uh from drama school for the weekend and it was Christmas it was Christmas time it was winter uh, I was high on the joys of life and also my naturally optimistic personality, having an <laughs> absolute great day, but also because I was on my way somewhere fun. So I was on my way to a place called Funderland, which is if you imagine what? every local carnival that you have been to and then put it indoors, multiply the size by 10 and add just vats of urine, that is Funderland. <laughs> wow. Sounds amazing. Nice. So so I got, got that yeah, mental picture locked. There. Yeah, lot vats and vats. On my way there, and sorry, just in case you missed it, it's called Thunderland, like Wonderland, but but fun. Do you see I like what, what they did? They are so clever, weren't they? Is it a permanent? Is it a permanent fixture, or is it one of those magical ones that turns up in a car park Great like question, they did in Hannah. my town? Yeah, thank you. It is, is once a year um, at Christmas okay. time. So I was on my way there. I was walking down the main street in Dublin, O'Connell Street. It was pitch black and I stopped to cross the road uh, because the green man was just about to finish. And I've I've always been a really good, real abiding citizen, apart from that murder this morning. (laughs) I didn't want to cross without the green man. So I was sort of slowing down, hesitating. Do I cross right now? Do I run? Do I wait? We've all been there. Uh Then a few things happened at the same time. Basically, behind me, I heard a really deep, gruff voice. Um, and then I felt like a very violent impact on my arse and then the voice and then and I felt a presence behind me and then the voice said go for it which if I translate from a Dublin accent is go for it and so my my brain went oh that's hilarious one of my friends has come up behind me pretended to be an old man put on a deep voice and told me to cross the road how 
funny. Wow. Um, and then I turned around to see who had in fact actually grabbed my arse. Um, and it was like old man winter himself. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> it was basically this like old, and I, I mean, he was a hundred if he was a day. It was like this old, dirty, stringy haired, like tiny little but wiry, you know, strong man <laughs> who had in fact just just grabbed my arse in an attempt to like encourage me to cross the road. Yeah, to like push you into the street. <laughs> yeah. So obviously I was extremely confused, but I'm glad to say, do you know when these things happen to you and later on you're like, oh, I wish I had said that. Yeah. I actually in the moment said the thing I would have <laughs> would have been oh, very proud great. to say. What was it? And I just got all up in that old man's face and I was like, don't you ever touch a woman without her consent. And then nice. I crossed the road without the green man. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, no. And that's how you sustain those injuries, right? That's yes. why and you then can... I got hit by okay. her, which was... <laughs> <laughs> which slightly stole your thunder. Which uh, was another crime because it was a hit and run. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love that you told him off so much. I told him I off. I love it. So proud of myself. And I never, it never occurred to me until the Me Too movement that there was anything wrong with that moment. Like, you know, when Me really? Too happened and we all went back over all the times we've been groped and <laughs> sexually assaulted in our lives. And we we're like, oh, that counts. Uh, yeah. All the time yeah, I was right. Yeah. yeah the time one. that. That's one. Yeah. That's the man, two. That's yeah, one. Oh, that, that man on the bus stuck his finger up my bits. Yeah, that counts. Like, <laughs> Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> yeah. It is mad though, isn't it? Because when you said it was like ten years ago, like I'm actually really. I know, I know it sounds sort of like it sounds really patronising. I don't mean it to be bad. Like, I'm really impressed that ten years ago you were so like. I don't even think I knew the word consent ten years ago, which I know sounds like ridiculous. Yeah, but no, that was maybe the first time I used 15... it in a sentence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe like, you know, 15 years ago or something, or being a teenager, I feel like we never talked about consent. Yeah, we never right. talked about those kind of things. Mm. And the fact that you were able to shout that in a man's face on the way to Funderland is just beautiful. Oh, yeah. So proud of on the way to Funderland. Yeah, because consent is the real fun, Derland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they should put that on a poster. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. <laughs> and they will. We'll all go back to Dublin 2021. <laughs> And it'll say, Wonderland. Consent is the real Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I love it. It's like, it's just gone a bit, it's gone a bit too far. Like, I've been following this Instagram uh, thing called uh, Beam Me Up Soft Boy. Have you oh, been following it? And a soft boy, it's like this relatively new thing of just men who kind of like are quite aggressive in their feminism. And, and but oh, sort of, oh, and, and they say things like, well, maybe you can't handle an emotional man or stuff like that. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, passive aggressive shitheads. Great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they've been around forever. Now they've got a fun Instagram name of soft boys, but it's very funny. Oh, it's great. very funny. I'm getting right on there. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Get on there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So we, I mean, this is interesting because we have a thing on the podcast where we say, if you were to sort of see that person again now, uh, what would you say to done. them? Done. Kind of She's done it. it. Yeah. And also, I will point out he's fully dead. <laughs> <laughs> and we come back to committing the crime. I feel like he's fully, he's fully, yeah. he, does, he has not yeah. survived the last 10 years. I mean, he I might have died flourished. later that night. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't sound like he made it through. Thunderland would have killed him alone. Yeah, he's dead on a dodgem somewhere, just his body. <laughs> and I like to think to that, to his dying breath, he did not touch another woman without her consent. Yeah. 
you cured him of, of his busy Finally. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but what a weird sort of, what goes through the mind of a man that's just walking down the street and sees a woman were you on your own or were you with some oh, friends? Oh, I was totally but, on my own, yeah. yeah. And they think like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll grab her ass and sh- like pretend I'm encouraging her to... Cross the road. <laughs> yeah. Like, in, in his head, that no. was genuinely hilarious, I'm yeah. sure. And it was, it's that like, that's my ass to grab. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the entitlement, yeah. a huge factor. Like, it's so weird that he paired it with encouraging me to cross the road. <laughs> <laughs> like, did he go around Dublin, like grabbing women's arses, but also giving them like motivational talks? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. grab the arse, put yourself up for that promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was sort of like a road safety instructor that had lost his yeah. way. Like, Obey the five second rule, and he grabs your tit. Like, <laughs> it's a different gesture for each and rule. Like, and then that guy came up with Nike, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow well what a what a snapshot into road safety yeah I mean, like, what a journey we've like... been on already together ladies we should all go bowling next year <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime I'm going to segue today. You're going to be bowled over oh. by this story. Oh, <laughs> she's always on. Give her a podcast <laughs> award. Today, we are discussing the case of the Campton Wonder. Now, the Campton Wonder is the name referring to the victim in this case, 70-year-old William Harrison. So straight up, what kind of crime do you think we're dealing with if the victim and the, sort of the case is referred to as the Campton Wonder? What happened there? He sounds like some kind of superhero. Okay. Maybe he helped women cross roads by pushing them by the butt. <laughs> okay, so we're thinking it's an Irish guy. We're thinking William Harrison. He lived in Dublin. Oh, Billy, Billy Harrison, yeah. Um, I, the, the word wonder like throws up magic connotations for me. Magician. You know, was someone about to saw him in half and then they, ac- they actually sawed him in half? Oh, that's <laughs> such a good guess. Very Jonathan Creek. Thank you. Yeah. Which I'm a big fan of. Okay, great. Tell again, what have we got to... Similar, yeah, wonder. I, I, I automatically just thought a disappearance. That, but like a proper, this makes no sense. He was just here. <laughs> <gasps> or maybe he was a big fan of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. He was like known for it. <laughs> oh my God, that's the name of the short film based on your experience. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. On the 16th of August, 1660. Oh, so we're going whoa. back pretty far here. So everything's a wonder. Okay, yeah, it doesn't take much to be wonderful in whatever that year was again. 1660. Absolutely, yeah. You just brush your teeth and people in 1660 yeah. are like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so 70-year-old William Harrison left his home in Chipping Camden in he Gloucestershire. He was the oldest person in the world. He made it to 70. This is my question, man, is because I was researching this case and I was like, 70 must be a typo. This dude in 1660 cannot be 70. Um, But he was, according to every single bit of research done in this case. So what do you think was the average life expectancy for the 1700s? 
Uh, 30 for women, 50 for men. Oh, okay. Straight in. Is that because women kept throwing themselves in front of cars at <laughs> crossings? Women got pregnant at 40, they pretty much died. So I'm going to actually, I'm going to change it. 40 for women, 50 for men. Okay. Wait, is this 1600s or 1700s? Well, it's 1600, 1660. So, oh, sorry. As though it's going to make a difference. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Think about all that research. Yeah. Plus or minus four years. They, they have great dealing herbal with remedies four years later. Life expectancy for women. Yeah, I think, Kate, I think Katie's pretty spot on. I would go for like 40 for women, 55 for men. Okay. I'm going to go mm-hmm. a little younger just to be contrarian, I think. Like, Do it. I think like 30 34 is the life expectancy. Okay. Well, actually, I didn't get a, a male and run. female numbers, which is kind of annoying. Uh, well, that maybe been that's interesting, because but... gender is made up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, well, yeah. they didn't keep tabs on women ever. True. <laughs> well, I, and I imagine this will just be... Um, I read a really cool thing today about the fact that, I think it was Sandy Toxic was talking about being at Cambridge and being like um, in a lesson oh, yes. where they, they had a piece, I saw it on Instagram and it was just like they had a piece of wood from the years and years and years ago and it had like 28 notches in it. Did you see this? I know this one. Yeah, and I thought it was great and it was about how the fact that they yeah, said, Hannah. oh, it's like how man first mm-hmm. like had a, made a calendar and that was the first attempt at making a calendar and then someone was like, well, actually, why would a man have to track 28 days? Uh-huh. Actually, it was a woman's first attempt at a calendar. And I was like, wow, that's that's so interesting about the way that we're just taught about everything. Don't even get me started on this. I could talk for literally five hours and just monologue at you guys. (laughs) Do you know what? That's Patreon Extra. It's coming up soon. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see that Netflix special. (laughs) (laughs) No one else does. It's so weird. (laughs) But but it's interesting. So that, I mean, I think the male, um, for men, it was 39.7 years. Whoa was the average so this dude what, what is were they 70. dying of they didn't have to do babies well you know the yeah. patriarchy did a number on men as well <laughs> oh that's true they're all dying of all broken that back in the fields aren't they yeah there's no germ theory there's no <laughs> hygiene there's no yeah i can't believe we guess so high it was a horrible time everything is deadly everything is yeah. deadly yeah okay which is my second album check it out <laughs> soundcloud <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you sang SoundCloud in such an annoyed voice. You really think of me. Like, really, like, come at me. I'm on SoundCloud. <laughs> if you ever get a viral tweet, that's the second tweet that you have to do. Check out my SoundCloud. Everything is deadly. Yeah. <laughs> so, William was intending to walk two miles to the village of Charingworth to collect rent from the tenants in one of his master's houses. So he was kind of a, a bit of a debt collector. Mm. Still 70 years old. So he's, there's no pensions. This guy should be a celebrity just by virtue of not dying 30 years yeah. ago. And he's still <laughs> working and walking why two miles. He, yeah. Why is he not the master? And also walking two miles when you've outlived everybody in your time by 30 years. I mean, this guy is like Captain yeah. Tom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's very much the Captain Tom He's of his the day. 17th uh. century Captain Tom. And I am here for it. But imagine <laughs> what what would have happened if Tom hadn't returned home after one of his wars. <gasps> Hannah, is that what happened? <laughs> I am shocked. I mean, it's what 
It's what happened to William. Tom, I think, was at his care home, wasn't he? So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if he hadn't returned home, he was yeah, literally he in was the car park, I think. God love him. He was fine. Um, yes, this is what happened. So, um, William doesn't return home. Oh, so his wife sent his manservant. His John... wife sent... How old is his wife? <laughs> Did he remarry? <laughs> Do you know what? These are great questions. And what's interesting about these cases, um, and slightly annoying, is we'll get to the end and you'll be like, that ends quite abruptly. And I'll be like, it was the 16th century. Who fucking knows what happens next? <laughs> but his, yeah, his wife was still alive. I and bet sent- he remarried Katie because there's no way there's also a woman yeah. who has lived anywhere near that. Yeah. And if, wow. they're, if they're both still alive, they're going to get burned as witches because what do they know that no one else yeah, knows? Yeah. Yeah. This is now it's a lot more Playboy Mansion than I expected. Oh, yeah. It's a Hugh Hefner type. Here. He's got some fucking 12 year old wife. Continue, Hannah. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Do you know what? It's funny because when you write these, you're like, oh, I don't think this story is long enough. I wonder what people will find in it. And um, we've had about 10 minutes just on the fact that you're 70s. How about, uh, how about pedophilia? Yeah. Just going to put that in there. <laughs> so sorry. I mean, all you it's have to a... do is mention how the world isn't set up for women and Katie will do five hours. So I don't think we're going to be... <laughs> and I'm Irish, so I don't think we're going to be short on chat. <laughs> and Taylor is still getting over her trauma from the uh, tooth fairy. My so. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, Hannah, if oh, you need to move my... us on, please do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was my first therapist. There she goes. I just, I just realized that. Like, she was my first oh. therapist. Oh. Well, maybe she didn't like the fact that she was your therapist, but she paid you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's oh, why yeah, she right. did. She disappeared. Like William, the wonder. <laughs> <laughs> manservant John Perry went to look for him the next morning William nor John Perry had returned <gasps> oh where are they what? going so Edward Harrison who was William's son who was probably 60 himself <laughs> he, he went looking for them along the way he bumped into John Perry oh. who said he hadn't been able to find William what was weird is that this was the next day so John had sort of gone overnight and no one was ever quite sure about where he'd been. Mm. Um, And it was only two miles. So they continued to search uh, for William, but to no avail until they got word uh, that some items belonging to William had been discovered on the main road. What do you think they found? An iPad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've got an iPad. (laughs) Because if he lived to 70, he is doing some time travelling shit. So (laughs) I think I think it was very suspicious. And they wouldn't have known, John and Perry, whatever they were called, wouldn't have known that it was an iPad. They so actually we won't know in history. So if it was like a rock, that could have been an iPad. I'm just saying the answer is probably iPad, but we won't know that. Yeah, they just call it like a really smooth stone with a string attached. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we've got two for iPads, Taylor. (laughs) Okay. If he's walking to just go collect money, what would you even have on your person? Like a, 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 a watch, I guess. Because also, yeah, what would ID you? Because that's true. But also, two miles is not far. I used to walk two miles to school every day and it took 40 minutes yeah. and I didn't walk fast. It's not that far. <laughs> Back when you were a 70-year-old man in the 1600s. <laughs> All right, maybe it would take a 70-year-old. But if he's sprightly and they're still making him fucking walk, mm-hmm. he presumably could like... Also, as we know, he's like, he's from the future. Mm-hmm. So he's 70 year old now. Yeah. So he's fucking... He's got new organs. He's <laughs> Yeah, he's... 
He's got a titanium hip. If this case became something worth calling wonder, mm. he must have left behind something really mysterious, like something beyond, That's, uh-oh, he's yeah. been murdered and whoops, he died of TB in a corner like we all do eventually, you know. Mm. But I something think I, I also, I like Taylor's watch guest too because I feel like it would have to be something that could ID him. So mm. like an engraved piece of jewelry, like a watch or like mm-hmm. a handkerchief with like some initials in. Something that would ID you that people could go, that belongs to this guy. Okay. It was a pair of Crocs. No. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing you didn't want people knowing and going, oh, that's Hannah. I hope I don't die in these Crocs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like wearing a fresh pair of knickers when you go out. Don't wear your Crocs. You could get hit by a bus. Um, They found a hat, a shirt, and a neckband. A neckband? a neck band, so I oh. guess it's kind of like a sexy little. I mean, I don't oh, know hello. William serving, but like I think that you know, just a sort of almost like a bandana okay. kind of thing. Okay. So the hat had been slashed oh. by a sharp implement. <gasps> oh. The shirt and the neck band were covered in blood. Oh. Okay. But there was no sign of the body of William Harrison. Wow. What a wonder. <laughs> yeah. There's no way to figure this out. What a wonder. Thanks, Hannah. That was great. Yeah, that's the story. That was so (laughs) abrupt. (laughs) I'm a a little um, emotional now because that was William the Wonder's blood. We've been going so long that I should have seen some blood coming and I'm legitimately (laughs) shocked. (laughs) No, he's a time traveler. Yeah, I really really thought like in a puff of smoke and there was a mysterious red box that vibrated when you touched it. (laughs) I've taken you down the wrong path with the wonder. <laughs> wonder. wonder. Why like, is he called wonder? Blood though? everywhere. You added wonder. We'll find that out. We'll find out. All right. John Perry was questioned. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he was as the main suspect. Um, and he was questioned quite a few times. And I don't think he was a particularly clever man. And he claimed that William had been murdered and he knew who did it. <gasps> so he threw some people under the bus. Who do you th- I know we haven't talked about anyone else in this story, oh. but who do you think he threw under the bus and said murdered? William Harrison. Anyone he's got beef with, because this guy is my number one suspect. (laughs) Okay. So who would you have beef with? Well, if he's a a debt collector, then everybody hates him. Oh, that's true. Wonderful William could have enemies because they don't want to part with their hard-earned rent money. Or at Mm. least they don't want to pay the money and that guy's the middleman. Yeah, but you picture somebody that's been, he's taken so much money and he's like, why won't you die? Because you're 70. I think it was ah. the wife. <gasps> the wife. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I think, feel like, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, Continue. yeah, that's my theory. I think she's sitting at home. She's 12 years old. Her husband's <laughs> 70. She wants to use the iPad, right? And she's seen this sprightly 13-year-old down the road. Uh, and she's like, yeah, I think John Perry um, thought it was the wife. I Yeah, I feel like he's going to throw some women under the bus. Mm-hmm. Because you've got to blame it on somebody that's got no rights. <laughs> yeah. Can't hold um, land. So he's maybe, maybe this guy, like John Perry sees like whores at the whorehouse and he's like, oh, this one's getting a bit girlfriendy. I'm going to throw her under the bus. Like, <laughs> okay. you know, I'm just, I've got, I am full of anger at the way women have been mistreated through history <laughs> and I'm taking it out on this guy. Do you want to give us a five hour lecture about that, Katie? I think yeah, I've you- got, that was that was minute one. <laughs> 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 
Remember to like and subscribe from there. <laughs> Smash that subscribe button for five more hours. Do you want to be yelled at by a semi-angry drunk woman? <laughs> subscribe. Taylor, who did John throw under the bus? Yeah, the only place I can go is there was somebody in particular that he kept hassling for money. Okay. Yeah, yeah. maybe so, there's somebody that can't pay. I don't feel like it was a woman who was accused. Interesting. So John was the manservant who went to find William. And yeah. so it was more really about who John himself was throwing under the bus. And these are people he knew very well. He threw his own mother under oh, the bus. Classic. Okay. So <laughs> well, that's yeah, that a traumatized household. <laughs> yes, it is. He said his mother Joan, he accused, and his brother Richard. Um, he said they had killed William for money and hidden the body. Oh, classic Joan. <laughs> she is so always at us. That's who he's got beef with. <laughs> So Joan and Richard said they he did not have a tooth fairy to talk to. I'm just saying. <laughs> when was the tooth fairy invented? That's quite interesting. 1590. Ooh, question. The year, yeah, the year that John was born. <laughs> not John, uh, William. I love that you think that, like, I love that you think on any level that that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, this is the like, origin story. <laughs> this is just, you, you just say so something with enough conviction and you can convince you know, arguably intelligent women that the tooth fairy was invented in a year I mean, you just made arguably up. is doing a lot of work. Right? <laughs> a lot of heavy lifting and that's it. <laughs> I'm putting that on my CV. Arguably intelligent, Anna George. <laughs> that's the one. So Joan and Richard, and John has said they killed William for his money and they'd hidden the body. Joan and Richard, yeah, they were like, what the fuck? Like, we've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Fuck's sake, John. And but he hides a body but leaves a slash shirt with blood on it. Mm. Like, just leave the body. I know. John said that they had dumped William's body in a mill pond. So the pond was dredged. Nobody was found. But they went to court on the charge of plotting to steal money from William. So basically, it was John, Joan and Richard were all up in court for stealing money. Why do you think they weren't charged with his murder at this? Because they were Nobody. accused of stealing money. Nobody, Nobody no okay. Nobody, no case. I Any think fun? that they had an airtight alibi, which was sitting at home bitching about how much they hate John. Yeah, that's good. That's Joan good. and Richard were at home like, oh my God. We have letters, we wrote Our it down. Our brother slash son is a dick. Um, and then the other one is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we were both at home saying he was a dick. Yeah, we were at I home. We can corroborate each other's dick story. <laughs> I always thought that, like, I really liked Broadchurch, the first series of Broadchurch, I thought yeah. it was great, but there was a character in it whereby he allowed it to be sort of like thought that, I think it was his, that he'd murdered his own son because he was like having an affair and didn't want to say that's where he was. Oh, and I'm like, so at what point do you sort of go like, I think I'd prefer everyone to think that I've <laughs> murdered my own son above just sort of having sex with a waitress in a car park. But anyway. Although that is one of my favourite plot points in Legally Blonde, if you remember. Does anyone remember? Where, I remember. Where she's accused of murder and she would rather people thought that than find out that she went for liposuction. <laughs> brilliant. You see, you see, in a, like, a comedy, that's brilliant. Yeah, she had a fitness empire, Brooke. I would enjoy rewatching that film. It's so good, and it stands up to the test of time. And the musical is amazing. Katie, can I just say you were absolutely right? It was because there was nobody. Yeah, arguably an intelligent woman. (laughs) (laughs) The arguably is doing a lot of heavy lifting, and that's. But again, like. I should know this by now. I thought that that I thought that the law about 
<laughs> I just didn't think they were that sophisticated yet. I love in that murder you've done cases. Many, many episodes, and you just haven't learned anything, Taylor. I just don't want to take anything. <laughs> we're so drunk. <laughs> okay, there's nobody, and the judge refused to try them for murder. Really, the only evidence in the theft case was. Sure, the fact that there was some stuff on the road, mm. but it was also just John's testimony. Yeah. So he claimed person, the robbery. You're right, there is a missing person, but mm. because he was missing, you sort of Aww. just didn't know what had been stolen because if, if they'd been done for theft, you can't say, oh, you stole this money from him. He could still have it where mm. he is missing. So he claimed that the robbery was his idea, John did, but his brother and mum did it and said his brother had already stolen £140 from William, <gasps> which is over £20,000 today. Okay. So do you think, based on just this shit that I've just told you, was that enough for a jury to convict? I'm not sure, but I don't think I would be in a hurry to hire John as my manservant. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to have a hell of a time with his references. You are not endorsing him on LinkedIn for his manservant. (laughs) Arguably (laughs) a terrible manservant. (laughs) What would so? What would the jury have to convict of? What's what would they? Be? It was it was for um for robbery. So basically, saying that they'd stolen the money that he went to collect. Well, that so John the people that they were supposed to collect it from, they say they handed it to the guy that's now missing. Yeah, they said he turned up. He'd taken the money. He was on his way back. Right, and he's vanished. Okay, um, but you've would, got John. Would the jury convict them of stealing the money, but there, is mm. there, there's nothing tying them to this bloody clothes, is there? There's no, there's no other evidence. I don't think a jury can convict them unless they're really hated in the town for some reason. Okay. I, uh, first of all, things have changed now because we've learned that John had the equivalent of £20,000 and I would kill for £20,000. So <laughs> I no longer judge anybody for their part in this skullduggery. Drunk women solving Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. In terms of the jury convicting them, so the jury convicting them of robbery, they stood there and said that they did it. So I think that... Well, John said they John did it, said, but the Joan and Richard were like, oh, no! But John said yeah. it was his idea and they did it. Yeah. Um, I feel like if the jury isn't convicting him for saying it was his idea, then the jury is not doing their job. They are just sitting there Oh, yeah, he's pretty. kind of incriminated he's himself. He's incriminated himself. Coming, himself. Up, coming up with skullduggery. I like well, that he, word as well. Yeah. He has, and they Arguably did, they did great convict. <laughs> they did? <laughs> they convicted them? They convicted them. All three of them were found guilty. Oh, and wow. at the end of their trial, although interestingly, I imagine John probably did sort of plead guilty at the beginning, but mm-hmm. also um, his mum and his brother then changed their pleads to guilty. Now, 
I, having read this case, I don't think they were guilty at all. But why do you think they would do that? It's to do with a law or like an act at the oh, time. I reckon. Oh, oh, go on. Go, go on. on. Is it like a double indemnity type situation whereby if you're found guilty of the robbery, you can't also be found guilty of murder? So they were trying to protect themselves and take a fall for Ooh. the little crime because they'd done a big crime. <laughs> That's way better than what I was going to say. But Katie, hey, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say that if they said that they were innocent, but they got found guilty, they'd be killed. But if they pled guilty, they'd be not killed or some like, oh, yes, yes, yes. like that. Yeah. But the double, double indemnity sounds way better. Well, double indemnity actually means that you can't be convicted of the same crime twice. So that's mm-hmm. when like, you know, that was a film, wasn't it? When someone went to jail for yeah, yeah, murder yeah. that she didn't do. <laughs> so Ashley then... Judd. That was a terrible film. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw it, but I liked the premise. I love I a strong premise. <laughs> I saw it in the cinema and I don't know why. <laughs> we we did a we did a case that it was supposedly based on, but it was so long ago I can't remember the fucking thing about it. It was about oh, insurance and people film. killing okay. Italians in America. Well in don't be hard on yourself. Taylor can't even remember that blood turns up in murder crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what it was is you're all kind of on the right kind of track. Um, Especially me. <laughs> oh, sorry, Taylor. You, you, you literally just said, I saw a film once and forgot it. Yeah. Like, no, I, I absolutely. I have nothing to add. I have nothing to add. Arguably the best answer of the night. So. I remember Ashley just, just going, hello, Nick. <laughs> to her husband because she's like knows she can murder him and nothing will happen so she's just like hello Nick oh I love the quote that you remember from the film is hello Nick like you know and all those famous quotes it's like Shakespeare (sighs) oh man I love it I have this this like um, idea of somebody who like remembers famous actors but from like their least famous roles by being like oh my god I love Al Pacino from Jack and Jill (laughs) (laughs) Just because I watched Jack and Jill the other day and Al Pacino is in it. And it's fucking nuts. That's a great character. The point is, as first-time offenders, Joan, Richard and John were granted a free pardon under the Indemnity and Oblivion Act of 1660. Now, this was an Indemnity and Oblivion is my third album. (laughs) I'm intrigued by the Oblivion part. This you'll, just, you'll have to listen, Katie. Also, do we know what Taylor's <laughs> first album was? Because we know her second one was. I don't like to talk about it, Bruno. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, it was. Was it called My offensive. First Album? And it was very, very bad. <laughs> <laughs> My First Album is such a lovely name. It for was an called album. The Tooth Fairy Let Me Do. It. <laughs> So the Act, uh, yes. the Indemnity and Oblivion Act of 1660 was a general pardon for anyone who had committed crimes during the Civil War with the exception of certain crimes. Oh. So what do you think? Like, Because it kind of makes sense. I guess it was wartime. Everything was a bit mental. Oh. And they were like, do you know what? We're just going to let everyone off, yeah. but not for these ones. Yeah. What do you think these ones were? I think number one, murder. And number two, using the phrase, boys will be boys. <laughs> That would be okay, so Okay, we've got murder and boys will be a really boys. punishable crime. <laughs> that's point, um, that's hour number two in my five hour. <laughs> I was going to say, this will definitely make the cut, <laughs> the director's cut of Katie's TED Talk. <laughs> and, and, and Boys Will Be Boys is Taylor's fourth album. <laughs> but it's when ironic. She... Exactly. Yeah. Or is it? That's the full title, Boys know. Will Be Boys, but it's ironic. 
the fourth yeah. album by Taylor. And before Jet. you go in, it was my. It's an experimental album, but oh. but it's always that when Taylor was having a kind of Morrissey breakdown, and she's actually quite right wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does feel like the album where we we sort of lost Taylor, <laughs> and that's why the fifth album is called Taking Back Control. Yeah, yeah, and then, right. Right. it's really it's downhill from there, Taylor. <laughs> um. What do you think? What were the crimes that are unforgivable in 1660? Oh, okay. I treason. Forgot. Wait. Okay, treason. So it's wait. It's post Civil War. Uh huh. But does that mean that Cromwell's in charge or Charles Watsit's back in charge? Charles Watsit. Is that what Watsits were named after? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> General Watsit. Who, like who's in charge? <laughs> it's a great question. But I don't know. Only the internet knows, Katie. I think Only it might have been James. Internet. Actually, maybe King James. It's 1660. Yeah. Margaret Thatcher, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) The Iron Age lady. (laughs) Whoops. Yes, please. That is. God, it's so exhausting being this hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, Cromwell did terrible things. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Especially in Ireland. Thank you, Katie. I know all about this. I mean, I know some of this. <laughs> I, I, I'm one quarter Irish, so I know a quarter of this. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, he killed shitloads of people, but he also got rid of theatres and stuff. Mm. But then, when the Charles or Charles's son came back in, they so got right. back all the theatres. <laughs> the the monarchy did, and but okay. they they killed like all the Cromwell people. So I don't. I don't. I'm so, so in conclusion, <laughs> who's These in facts. charge? Because would they have? Are they killing people for putting on plays? Are they? Good question. <laughs> wow. Like okay. I, boys I, will be boys. We've got plays <laughs> and treason. And Taylor, anything to add? Taylor said treason, which actually was treason. a good answer. Okay. Yeah, that is a good answer. That's way better than my rambling. That's why I looked (laughs) vacant and had nothing else to say. (laughs) I I, gave you treason. I just said said a joke because it's more important to me to be funny than to be right. Do you know what? I'm so with you and I'm not always funny as well. I'm neither funny nor right half the time, which really fucking sucks. But interestingly, it's all quite sort of murder was still um, bad. Piracy was bad. Buggery is in there, rape is in there, and witchcraft. Yeah, gotta watch them women. Yeah. Oh boy. They're up to oh their boy. own oh, controlling their own birth control. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> they went for that. They sort of like did the Indemnity and Oblivion Act thing. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is bad advice for the three of them because a few months later, the judge decided to put them on trial for murder. Oh. And of course, now they're tried, although they didn't sort of like have any punishment for that. They are tried as proper criminals. Mm. So in the eyes of the law, they were the people that offenders. robbed him. Yeah. And oh, it's the same man. case. And they're like, okay, so we found they admitted that they robbed him and right. then he disappeared. Seems likely they killed him, right? Exactly. Oh my God. Do you know what <sighs> I love about that fact is that that judge was waiting in the long grass for as long as it takes. <laughs> right? <laughs> he was like, oh, I see you with your, we robbed him, but we yeah. totes didn't kill him. And he's like, I'm going to get you back in here in a few months. Yeah. Good for him. And he- or her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love that argument for the 16th century. Madam Justice. Long game. 
Yeah, so basically they all pleaded not guilty to murdering William. Sure. Um, and John said his original testimony was false. Um, he pleaded <gasps> Well, then he can get convicted of false testimony. You In, can't well, yeah, but now, it's not John, as bad as yeah. John's all over the shop. He did not think this <laughs> He really didn't. It's bonkers, because when you read these things through, you're like, there must have been more reason for him suddenly to say, oh, it was definitely murder, and it was definitely my mum and brother, mm. and I definitely told them to do it. Like, yeah. And he said reason of insanity, but the jury didn't believe him this time. They had um, insanity back then. <laughs> yeah. People have they been cray-cray have... for a long time, Katie. Oh, well, I mean, I suppose they have, but I just, I didn't know what they called it back then. Yeah. They might not have I know, it, it goes insanity, back a lot but... longer than you would think. Yeah. I'm sure it was not used well <laughs> or accurately. I don't think they had robust conversations around mental health no. and good celebrity role models <laughs> like we do now. Yeah. yeah, I think it was all yeah. just a little bit straight jacket and asylum. <laughs> well, I don't think John. And you'd was have given... to be so careful to not like veer mm. into witchery mm. if you're gonna like plead insanity. Be like, you're sounding witchy, John. Yeah. Stop sounding so witchy. Yeah. Get rid of those right. witches. <laughs> so what do you what do you think happened to them to the family to the three of them? What was their sentence? They were found guilty. Oh, big oh, question. They're gonna they get the chop or the hang yeah, or the, whatever you guys did over here. The chop or the hang. Well, they're not important enough to be spared. Like, are they? Not with Judge Longgain, the like, first female judge also, of the United Kingdom. It, it feels, which was not called that then. It feels like power has shifted between their trials. Mm-hmm. Are the monarchy back in charge? It just feels like all the people that said this got killed when all these people got back in. Like, I don't know. It just feels like there's other stuff going on. But I may okay. be just so making... I think they were found guilty, sentenced to death, but they went to prison and they didn't not get put to death because in prison they all found themselves and they put on like a prison musical and it was really unifying for the entire prison population of the time. And then the same judge who was waiting in the long grass for as long as it took (laughs) was like, you know what? I I like a redemption story and then pardoned them all. And (gasps) okay. So it's basically Muppets most wanted. And then they wrote Muppets. Right. Uh, and the Campton Wonder was the name of the big number. In yeah. Here. Okay. okay. I wanna I wanna concur with that. <laughs> Guys, they were all hung. <laughs> they were. Oh, that was my first answer, so I'm but still. They were also right. hanged. Oh, yes, we've got one guy who likes hey, to email oh in goodness. saying poor Joan. All her only crime was having a son that hated her. And maybe Two also murder. <laughs> Literally, it was her only crime. Also, she was hung first. Why did they hung? Why did they hung her first? Why did they hang her first? Oh, in- because hose before bros. <laughs> before bros. <laughs> Katie, that is arguably a very good joke. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think maybe it was about women being smaller, and that the me- the big burly men might have broken the gallows. Ooh. So they needed to get the little tiny uh, old woman hung first. It would take longer. Good and then maybe, yeah, and then maybe mm. the men went after. Excellent guess. Although I was picturing like giant Joan <laughs> yeah, this giant whole time. Joan. I hope she's a hoss. <laughs> Joan. Joan the bus, even though buses yes. haven't been invented yet. Cool Joan. <laughs> she could have done so many other things. <laughs> Um, Could have been the head of a crime family if the family was a bunch of dipshits. Dipshits. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you're 
<sighs> yeah, but John would have been terrible as in a crime family because he's confessing to shit he didn't yeah. even do. <laughs> John <laughs> dies in episode one of that Amazon series. <laughs> and and it's the better for it. <laughs> yeah, and you think he's the main character and then you're like, whoa, at the end of the first episode yeah. when he dies. But you're also like glad he's dead. Yeah. Sure. Yes, so we can like yeah. focus on big now, John. Now the good people, the people that are good at crime can do some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so she, of course, was also suspected of being a witch. <laughs> oh, well, of course. I mean, and you can't trust bitches. <laughs> How did we not? <laughs> bitches be witches. Yeah. <laughs> bitches be witches. That's our three of my talk. Wow. <laughs> bitches be witches be crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She was executed first in case she had cast a spell on her sons which prevented them from confessing. Amazing. Just bonkers, these people. I mean, and it's kind of moot at this point, but, but, but good on them for stopping a potential witch. Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't know that she wasn't a witch. She could have been yeah. totally a witch. Prove it you know what? You're completely right. Yeah. A witch can't be called Joan. <laughs> Joan of Arc was a witch. Oh, oh was she? Yeah. <laughs> Joan Cusack is a witch. I'm sorry, Taylor. I didn't mean to get contrary with you, you know, when the podcast has gone so well, but I won't let you make blanket statements about Joan. I did not think of Joan of Arc. Just desperately anyway. trying to think of any Jones. And I had Cusack in my mind. Yeah, it's Joan totally. Collins. Come on. Joan Collins. Joan Collins. Joan Rivers. Okay. Jesus oh. Christ, Joan Rivers was a witch. Come on. We're up to four Jones. Any more, any more Jones? <laughs> Write in if you know a Joan. So, uh, they're all killed, guys. They're yeah, all they're, killed. And they're all witches. They're all hung. Hanged. But my neighbour, Joan, continue. Your neighbour, Kate's neighbour, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think, anyone would think this was the end of the story, right? Yeah, see you later. Good night. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> yeah. Get back to your baby. <laughs> I just wanted to end on my neighbour, Joan, because it really tickled me. <laughs> <laughs> so guys picture the scene Uh-oh. they've been hung okay yeah. two years later something fucking bonkers happens oh I know this guy comes back William the okay this guy wonder. comes in what's Bruno what do you think William the Wonder returns w- William the Wonder returns the guy comes back Taylor oh if he doesn't return it's so disappointing <laughs> maybe his body is just found have I ever let you down? William returns. <laughs> ah, <laughs> he's alive. 72. He fucking wanders back into town. Oh, like nothing no. had happened. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is a like sixth sense level twist. I am so yeah. proud of you. Yeah, me too. Oh, my goodness. And we thought this whole time that we were trying to solve the murder of William the Wonder. And in fact, it was the mur- state sanctioned murder of Richard oh. Joan and some dumb people. But did they actually rob him? And then he's like, fuck you. I'm playing the longer game than this judge. <laughs> I'm going to get you hung. I'm going to stage my, yes, I'm going to stage <gasps> my own murder. See what goes down. Because I know I've got a few more years left to me. William was living oh. up a, in a tree for two years. He just was to get time traveling and he just forgot that it was two years had gone by when he had to come back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he came oh. to 2020 and he had to quarantine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and he took his contraption and he couldn't get back yeah. in time. And by the time he got back, they'd all been hanged. Oh my goodness. Remember oh, how gosh. long it took them to like block people from time traveling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we should have just closed the borders of time travel, but they didn't. They're finally testing people when they come from the past. It's crazy. Only took one year. What, like, what is his fucking story? Yeah, Hannah, lay it out. Also, I mean, know where please, is, is How You Like Me Now playing in the background <laughs> in the film version of this? Can we just add and that? And no shirt. Whatever. <laughs> I love the idea of just knocking on Joan and Richard and John's house. And it's like, you want to? You guys want to grab a pint or? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, okay. So <laughs> this is like, okay. So this is what William says. He gets back. He's 72. Yeah. He said he just got back to England because apparently back on that day that he went missing, he was abducted. <gasps> he was wounded, had his pockets stuffed with money and had been spirited away on horses from England via Deal Port in Kent transferred to a Turkish ship, sold into slavery for seven pounds in the Ottoman oh, Empire. come on. <gasps> oh, that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he said, a lie. I mean, he, I mean, that was my question. What's your instincts? Was, was that true or was that fucking bonkers? I call bullshit. Tell us more, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in theory it's possible that that's true, but it just does not. It's so fantastical. Yeah. Why would that? Why would they pick an old man? How would an old man that should barely be alive in the first place survive several <laughs> ships and slavery and I all love of those it. things? I love this guy. He took he took a two year gap year. <laughs> I mean, and this he guy... came back, told this story with a little smirk. Yeah. And he's like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" I want to know where he really has been. Because I'm kind of annoyed with him now. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say every word was true. And in fact, there's more to the story that he didn't tell us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Expand on that. I mean, so he was sold into slavery. um, And then he got all of the slaves together and they wrote a musical. (laughs) Uh, Is this your default answer to everything? I think it's probably uh, a musical. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, it feels like he was potentially in one of the aforementioned insane asylums of the day, had two years to think of a really good story. Um, I came up with this one and then brought it home. You see, that's an inter- it's an interesting answer because this is the thing, like I was saying at the beginning, that you get to the end and you're like, wait, what? So he returns, but he tells this story and yeah. everyone's like, really? <laughs> um, but he stuck to his guns the whole time. He said after about a year and a half, no, a year and three quarters, his master died. And so he went and stowed away on a Portuguese ship, finally returning to England via Lisbon. So obviously, this also means that John Perry's version of events was just entirely made up and that they all died for no reason. Yeah, and was yeah, and William even saying that he was robbed by John? No, he was saying that it was it was completely different people who just oh found God. him on the side but of the road. But he can't it's identify. It's a bit making a murderer then, isn't it? Oh, hang on a second. I have actually solved it. Okay. Go on. So, John tells Richard and Joan to rob William. They do. And they give him a blunt force to the head, which, and then, you know, there's blood on his clothes. They're like, shit, we have actually, we've accidentally killed him. And they dump him somewhere in a river. They think they've killed him, but they pretend not to. And that whole thing plays out. John 
they think he's dead. William, they think William's dead, but he's not. William wakes up, but has no memory. So he fabricates this story of, you know, being sold into slavery for seven pounds, insulting. Um, Yeah. And then comes back. So actually, nobody knows the truth. So Joan, Richard and John don't know that they didn't kill him. And William doesn't Mm -hmm. know that he was just robbed and had a trauma to the head that made him think that he was sold into slavery and came home via Lisbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I think that's actually as logical as any other like that reason that feels closer to anything we're ever going to get though right (laughs) i think so it's a really interesting case because people have kind of looked into it over the years and kind of gone like what actually happened were there wounds on him were there was there a stab wound on his head where the knife would have hit the bandana (laughs) i don't know i don't know i think a head wound because you said something about a slashed hat Mm -hmm. i think a head wound I think it's quite Definitely likely. plays into this and whether mm. it led to hallucinations or amnesia. I think that's pretty. We fucking solved another one, guys. Oh, Woo! cheers, guys. Woo! <laughs> I didn't come here to play, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I came here to get justice. Though, I'm not sure who we got justice for. Really. But I need they the sense of I achievement, him. Hannah. I don't have much going on in my life. <laughs> Sorry, we solved it and we are great detectives. Give me this one. <laughs> Detective Titley does it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. The only other thing that was interesting I found with this case is that we did a case only a few weeks ago and the person who was murdered in that case wrote about this case. Really? <gasps> he like wrote about it in a big kind of, oh. in a big way. He wrote a whole thing about it. And then he was murdered? Then he was murdered himself and that was really? Sir Thomas Overbury. Whoa. Who, do you remember when we did that episode with Michelle de Swart and he was murdered by Francis oh uh, Howard? He had written about this case because it was the same time. I always oh, wow. find that really interesting when like worlds well, collide. The plot thickens. The podcast is eating itself. <laughs> but you know, who wanted him dead? He was too close. <laughs> I mean, it's it's such a fascinating thing, this whole thing, because like they, they did say as well that apparently like that whole thing of no body, no murder. Yeah. People say that's a law, but it's not a law at all. Yeah. And why do you think that's not a law? Because you could just dump a body in the sea and it would just make murdering too easy. Yeah, Tell me about exactly. it. Yeah, it is. It's that thing of like, well, if you actually fully destroy a body, yeah. then what, you've suddenly not murdered someone. <laughs> so I don't really know who to raise a glass to at the end of this case. Us. Because I feel... Us! Okay, let's, to Detective Titley, I think. Detective Titley! <laughs> Cheers, guys! <laughs> she came and she did it. Drunk women solving crime. I'm just going to do a lightning fast shout out to our lovely patrons. Yes! Guys, we're on Patreon. You know this by now. Check us out. Patreon.com forward slash Drunk Women Solving Crime. But you know what? Even if you can't support us on Patreon for the wonderful extra awards that we give you, you know what you can do that is the most helpful for a podcast? Just if you like us, tell people about us. Just talk about it. Please talk about it. Um, you okay, Taylor? Do you need to talk to the two? I'm fairy? fine. I did this as Kim Cattrall last time, and now I don't have a persona. Oh, you were going to do it as the, the guy that did the impression of her with the his name begins with G. I can't actually do Gilbert Godfrey. Okay, because I liked what you did throat. last time. I'll do a generic something. Do it, in. ready? Here we go. I'll just do this. It's just sort of okay. Thank you so much for your support. It really I means the this. world. So, Becca, Polly. 
Jen Lindsay, Steph H. Why are you being so cryptic, Steph? It's fine. <laughs> Maja, even more cryptic. Just fine. What are you, Cher? It's fine. It's fine. Thanks for your support. Amy Sorry Roth. Oh, I fucking love a hyphen. Get ready for this one from, I think, Sweden. We got Felix Michael Olsen Bergquist. Love it. Ruth Hunter, Sophie K, Laura M, Jesse, Amy Tareen, and Rachel Ripley. How good is the name Rachel Ripley? It's like, hello, Senator. I've just got a few more questions. I'm Rachel <laughs> Ripley. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Yay. Oh, Yay! Thank you. Was it though? They sound like I a great it. gang. Good. They sound like a good bunch. Yeah, good bunch of eggs. Very good bunch. And great accent. <laughs> and, I mean, who knows? This listener crime, oh. this is from Becca. Now, Becca has written in, and she has said to us that she's got a crime and it comes in a few parts. Ooh. So, strap in, ladies. Dear drunk women. Strap on? Here's a crime no, for strap you. In. Okay. Strap in. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have a, strap on. Already done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what next? <laughs> Here's a crime for you. The main crime is solved in so much that I know who the perp was, but what happened after was that scarred me just as much. And I'd like to know what you think the biggest crime to happen to me to that day 20 years ago was. Okay, crime one. Whilst walking home from the bus stop from college with a friend, a lorry drove past us and hit me on the back of the head with a wing mirror. Oh, mm. nice. I feel for her because I'm exactly the right height to be smacked on the head by a London yeah. bus wing mirror. Like, you have to be above a certain height mm. for that to happen. Ouch. This is ouch. I mean, it's out, but she she knows she do it. She's she's okay. My elbow hit the side of the lorry, and I was thrown forward to then hit the front of my head on a garden wall. Oh no, shit! I know this is serious, Becca. Yikes! The lorry did not stop. Multiple witnesses oh. got the business's name and number plate. Wow! Well, well done. Okay, we've got justice there. So, crime two. As I, a seventeen-year-old girl, lay there on the pavement in a daze, I heard a man call an ambulance and say, "A little boy has been run over." <laughs> I was a little insulted, especially as my rucksack had ripped open and the secret sanitary towel packet on the front had exploded all over the road. Oh, wow. wow. So crime one. Little boy. <laughs> little boy. <laughs> little, oh, little boy. <laughs> oh, Becca. So the first crime is hit and run. Yeah. Second yeah. crime is a little boy's been run over. Crime three. The ambulance was going to be a little while as we lived in the middle of nowhere. So a blanket was fetched from a nearby house, which turned out to be <laughs> a woman bought it. And it was her son's Bart Simpson duvet <laughs> that, I then, <laughs> that I then had to lie That's under for 30 amazing. minutes while the rest of the village walked by. Oh, Jesus. That's crime number three. Becca has been through it. Oh, my God, Becca. I'm so sorry. I mean, I hope she, I hope she's okay. She's managed to write this email, so yeah, we know yeah, she's all right a happy to a degree. Ending. Yeah. Crime four. With only two head injuries, oh, an immobile God. elbow, scratched glasses, and no dignity, I was discharged. <laughs> oh, <Becca>. I was <laughs> discharged from hospital that evening, so that I could get a good night's sleep and take my driving test in the morning. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Becca. Luckily, it was my right elbow, so I could change gear okay, and Shut I passed. Up. No, you didn't. Ending. Oh, my God. passed with a God. head injury and a broken elbow. That is arguably the coolest driver's <laughs> license story I've ever heard. Yeah. She is. Guess what She's I got up to last woman. Fuck. Wow. Hell. 
And the last crime. She should not have been driving. (laughs) I failed my first driving test and I didn't even get hit by anything. You didn't have any head injuries, did you? I didn't. Yeah, that's what I needed to really focus. Just ran into the curb. (laughs) What happened? Because everyone always remembers with like loads of detail as to what happened, as to why they failed the driving test. Merging into traffic on a roundabout and T junction. Okay. I always remember on the Isle of Wight, like we have a quarter of a mile of dual carriageway where there doesn't need to be a dual carriageway. But apparently it's so you can take your driving test on the Isle of Wight because if it wasn't oh, there, you wouldn't be able to. No way. Oh, Mate. that's adorable. Okay, so she passed the driving test. Yes. Eight months later, Ooh. this is crime five, I got a letter from the police stating that prosecution against the driver had been dropped due to lack of evidence. <gasps> They did, however, put in the letter his full name and place of work. <laughs> but they had all those witnesses. How was there I a know. lack of fucking evidence? But She's... she has his address and guess who can drive, motherfucker? <laughs> She's, She's going to put her car they... through the window of his place of business. With no evidence. <laughs> and she's going to do it with one elbow. <laughs> and the other one just leaning on the window. <laughs> like the badass we know Becca to be. She, I mean, she does ask, did they want me to launch my own vigilante redemption arc? Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I sort of think they must. Like, If you, if you send like yeah. a victim of a crime the name and place yeah. of work yeah. of the person that <laughs> smashed you in the head and then drove away yeah, yeah. and saying well we're not going to do anything is yeah is the person that gives you the name now culpable in the future crime yeah right <laughs> I love it it's like a low tech version of Kill Bill sort of like, it's like she's got her list she's like clasped in her hand and it just says you know Derek quick fit and she heads <laughs> down there <laughs> Gosh. And she yeah. then after oh, that, she hunts down the person that misgendered her as she lay on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> right, the little, and then the boy in the for the hat trick, she goes to the woman who brought her Bart Simpson's blanket and took away the little bit of dignity that she had left. Actually, this is great. Yeah, because it's like that's there's five people that get killed in Kill Bill. And like this, <laughs> this new film can get all of the five people that wronged her. Yeah. So what we're saying, Becca, is maybe just Kill Bill makes it. <laughs> it's her... never too late to create your own top-down yeah. convertible Vengeance. Scene. This ends with she's got the name of the person. She says she knows she knows who it was. So she hasn't she... done anything about it yet. I mean, it was literally 20 years ago. Okay. Uh, well, he probably doesn't work there now. But then no, actually he's probably been punished enough by 20 years of guilt. <laughs> Interesting. Or... Mm. We've yes. learned an awful lot about playing long games oh. tonight. It will be when he least expects it. <laughs> yeah. When he's busy grabbing asses on the streets of Dublin. She just turns up at his door and she's like, recognize me? How about the back of my head? Um, <laughs> and then he's like, oh shit, it's you. Yeah. And then she shows one elbow and he's like, oh, it really is you. And then that's the last thing he ever sees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. On that note, Becca, I really hope that's helped. <laughs> oh, I, don't think, I don't think we've helped <laughs> None you, of Becca. This. Uh, what you should do is send a strongly worded email. Now we've helped. 
<laughs> well, all that remains for us to do is say, Brona, like, tell us about yourself. Oh, thank you so much. Tell us where people can find you. Thank you so much for asking. I live on Twitter, where you can follow me, at Brona C. Titley. Arguably, I'm hilarious and adorable there. <laughs> Not even an argument. Arguably is <laughs> out of the equation. You just are. And then, uh, yes, so I am a actor and writer. So I've just finished quite a few months on uh, the new Spinning Image. So if you want, you oh, can watch cool. 10 episodes of that on BritBox. I wrote many, many sketches, um, mostly trying to take down government's pretty Patel. And <laughs> uh, I'm going to be appearing in the next series of Motherland. Nice. Uh, as a t- can you tell us about that? Who are you going to be playing? I think I won't get fired if I tell you that I'm playing. Wait for it. This will shock you. <gasps> and none. No way. <laughs> oh, wow. I should also clarify it's like one scene part, but I am in it <laughs> and I am holy. love it oh man a nun but yeah just to reiterate do follow me on Twitter because I do need your likes in order to feel good about myself (laughs) also I've got to say there's some great I've been following you for a long time and there's some really great stuff yeah me too yeah I find that with Twitter you're kind of like I'm sure there's a way of kind of I need a list of favourites and Bernie, you'd be on there. Katie and Taylor, maybe. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, your allegiances are right. Uh, you see them every week, and you are having me on once. So you're right to alienate them. And uh, <laughs> you know, fuck me. have I done? And uh, listen, may I thank you for the great audio content that you have treated me with since you started this podcast? It's so much fun. Oh, and even though it, it was extremely disappointing to meet you in person, um, <laughs> <over> <laughs> Zoom, I think I'll still be a listener. Which is the worst of insults when we're not even in person i know <laughs> i can't even yeah. smell you and i still know i don't like you no that's just a little joke because we've had such a great time and i've been arguably your best guest hey. Hey. arguably our guest best guest Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 